your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome everybody. Okay, we're going to be talking about the cost of impatience. You know, impatience is a very critical thing in this life. We all are so impatient. Um, many people are. I know I am in, in many degrees, and I have to tone myself down. As I get older, it, I, I become a little less impatient, but I know that it's always there. And it's it's uh, something that we have to tackle because, you know, in this day and age, we can get so many answers and so many things that we want at our fingertips. You know, we can drive to to a convenience store and get exactly what we want at the very moment we want it. I mean, we're surrounded by having our needs uh, instantly met. Uh, the internet, every everything. You know, if we want to watch a certain program, we have it taped. I mean, everything is at our fingertips. And so time for people is very important. And the fact that some people don't view uh, being in a hurry as the top priority and being behind that person or being obstructed by that person or whatever, whatever object or whatever process, we end up becoming impatient. And uh, we all have to realize that we all... Uh, tick at different times in this life and we have to respect each other's uh, movement we have to respect each other's processes doesn't mean that we can't influence those processes but what it does mean is that we have to make our place in this world and accept some of the ramifications of our bad behavior if we choose to be impatient with other people you know impatience is, is defined as irritation with anything that causes delay and it's a restless desire for change and excitement and to be impatient is to feel and show basically hostility towards or at least about things which obstruct and frustrate or delay our goals and so impatient people resent being held up whether intentionally by another person or just accidentally in the normal course of events you know obviously the most obvious example is getting behind a slow driver when you're in a hurry to get somewhere you've made a commitment and yet somebody's just kind of humming along as a Sunday morning driver and it's uh, Monday morning and you're late for work you know it's it that can be very frustrating uh, so you know Impatient has a similarity to the emotion of anger. You know, animals and people alike become enraged in response to deliberate outside threats to their well-being or the well-being of their loved ones. So the anger is partly an expression of the fear that comes from being threatened, invaded, mistreated, or controlled in some way, meaning that we have to follow the pace of someone else. And, and it's a, partly a warning shot Uh you know, uh, 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 something to deter the outside threat from becoming any further. So, you know, what's interesting is impatience comes from that fight or flight mechanism, that that raw brainstem. And uh, impatience is also somewhat different from anger in that impatient uh, person is, is predisposed to perceive virtually all situations as threatening, not their survival, but their goals, their goals are critical. And uh, so people that are obsessive compulsive are going to have an extremely difficult time with anything that gets in the way of their goals. They revert to survival techniques, survival behavior in regards to not meeting their goals. And, and so there, there is a lot of giveaway signs, uh, you know, 
that someone is a very impatient person, constant jaw clenching or teeth grinding, uh, swearing at the at the slightest frustration, uh, high blood pressure, and uh, you know there, there there's all kinds of uh, hypertension and and diagnosis that if people are stressed they have a tendency to want to be impatient, you know. But the main characteristic is this this constant nagging fear of not being able to get enough done before you die. And so there's a lot of components. Some of the chief features are early negative experiences in life. This is chief, chief, chief characteristics of people that are impatient. They've had a lot of negative experiences. There's many misconceptions about the nature of themselves, life, and others. Fear is the big factor, and it's the sense of insecurity. And uh, they also have a maladaptive, they meaning we all, uh, a maladaptive strategy to protect themselves. And also they have, they develop a persona, a, a, something that they put out there as far as their ego, as far as who they are, to hide all of those features that we just explained in their adult life. You know, what are the negative early uh, negative experiences? Well, in the case of impatience, the key early negative experiences revolve around being left out of activities. And perhaps as a child, we were never allowed to participate in important events or decisions uh, with the rest of the family. And perhaps uh, we were never allowed out of the house to have a normal social life like the rest of the kids. Either way, they are, they've had a sense of missing out in life in some degree, and that is a big, big ingredient of an impatient adult. Also, misconceptions are another factor, uh, once again, as a symptomology of a person that's impatient. Um, from persistent experience of missing out or being left out, the, the person in a young life becomes uh, develops a perception of themselves as needing to make up for lost time. And so the rest of the world is ahead of me. So uh, it's so un- unfair. I have to do catching up all the time. And yet life is so short and time's running out and I've wasted too much time already. So when people are impatient, they often feel like they're making their goals. They're getting, They're trying to get to something that's better. And so they're impatient because they feel like where they're at is not where they want to be. So anything that slows a person down becomes unacceptable. And so they have to get through things as quickly as possible and no time for distractions, diversions, obstructions, or failures. But that's not how life works. Life is full of change. Life is full of moments that we have to slow down. We have to take it in. You know, if you're going to walk through a forest and go for a hike, the worst thing to do is focus on the hike rather than the forest. You know, the forest is the beautiful thing that you're really there for. Yes, you're getting exercise, but it's something that is alive. And if you're not alive and you're not there and you're not fully present, you're never going to take it all in. And what this really leads down to is listening to that inner voice inside you that guides you from your values, that that word, that God speaking to you, being open to that. Because when we're so caught up in impatience, and in, in our emotions, and that's guiding our life, we lose touch with who we are and we become one reactive event after another rather than a proactive event where we're well thought out and we know who we are. Fear, you know, is based on misconceptions and negative experiences. And so as children, we become gripped by a, a specific kind of fear, you know, and the biggest one is missing out. 
being unable to squeeze the maximum value of every single second of life and being stuck in the present moment's activity when the most important thing in life lies in the future. Being unable to do all the things you're doing before death strikes. You know, the patient person is building a dialogue that where I'm going is a lot better than where I am. But in life, the truth is, if you want to know the meaning of life, being where you are in the moment is the meaning of life. And so, you know, people... Uh, are, are always looking to be entertained. They're looking for a greater experience. They don't want to disappoint someone, whatever. They don't want the image that it creates if they're late. But everybody knows that there are people that process slower than we do. And if you're in traffic, if you're on your way, yes, maybe you could have planned better. Maybe you should have got out of the shower or got out of bed a little bit earlier. Yes, there's many things that you've contributed to. But we all know that life doesn't go to our tune. You know, we have to understand that there's always going to be things that get in the way of where we're going. And it's really how we prioritize those things uh, and how we communicate the fact that we're involved in something and saying, hey, you know, I'm going to be a little late. You know, if you communicate, you're usually in a better place. We also have this basic strategy as impatient people for coping with the fear of missing out is constantly resist spending time in the present and virtually force one's way into the future. And what this does is it builds a, a, a negative uh, arrival at where you're coming because you've built up so much negative energy that you're going to arrive with negative energy, and that's really not the energy you were looking forward to having when you enter that event. And so rushing through activities as quickly as possible and rushing from one activity to the next is called uh, – you know, existing. And existing is not what life is. And seeing others as either a help or a hindrance and pushing hindering people out of the way is black and white thinking. And so that's judging everyone that's getting in your way. And, and that is not a good thing because if you keep doing that in life, you're going to become highly judgmental and you're going to affect uh, outcomes that you necessarily would not have wanted had you been a little more open and a little more friendly and a little more accepting that life moves at its own tune. You know, people that don't tolerate slowness or delay or failure, either in others or in themselves, or you know, are constantly preparing to go on the offensive. They're clenched, they're tensed up, they're ready to push ahead, and they're ready to punch a hole through an obstruction. So reacting aggressively to any perceived holdup the impatient person decides that they have to make the most of every remaining moment. You know, how many of you were children that said, are we there yet? Are you there? Are we there yet when you're going somewhere on vacation? Well, that's an ingredient of impatience. And so, you know, the deal is, is that especially in this day and age, children expect to be entertained. They expect to have something going on at all times. And the deal is your job as a parent is not to entertain them. Your job is to raise them. Their job is to entertain themselves. And so they need to learn how to do more of that and less of the parent doing it for them. You know, impatient children decide that they have to make the most of every moment and any opportunity to achieve their goals must be fully exploited at the, at the, 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 the consequence of hurting other people even. They, they don't understand how their behavior impacts. Like if you have a child that's saying, hey, I want something to drink, I want something to drink, and they're in the back seat and they're in their car seat and you're driving, um, 
what are the chances that if you give them that water or something to drink, you're going to end up in a car accident? And you see, the, you we can't just jump at every opportunity to please other people. Um, we want to be able to please ourselves, other. You know, so for let's say running late, you know, the strategy of a healthy person would be to not carry a negative behavior and find a way to view the circumstance and create a sense of communication that when you get there, this is what took place so that you can move on and enjoy what you arrive to. Now, what is a persona? Well, it's uh, Freudian ego is basically what it is. And it's emerging into adulthood. The person doesn't want to go around being overtly afraid and insecure about running out every time before a meeting, uh, you know, as if they were going to meet death. Instead, they pretend and, and they rationalize and it's this uh, restless hostility of having nothing to do with them. It's just that they have become very important work to do and other people keep getting in the way. And so that persona basically is saying what I need is more important than what the rest of the world needs. And the cheap, you know, the main feature of impatience, it puts on a mask which says to the world, it's not me. It's just that I'm doing right now what I'm doing right now is very important and urgent. And the thing I'm doing next is even more important and urgent. So either help me out or get right out of the way and move away. And so all people are capable of this kind of behavior. And it's sad, but we all do this. And when it dominates us, that's when it becomes a big, big problem. Yes, it comes and goes and all that kind of stuff. But the deal is when it dominates our personality and becomes our main feature of who we are, that is when we have got to tackle impatience and understand it's very unhealthy and positively will lead to a lot of stress in our life and will take years off our life. So positive and negative poles. In the case of impatient, you know, a positive pole is termed audacity. And the negative pole is termed intolerance. So audacity is a willingness to take risks, to leap in where others fear to tread, and ideally without causing any harm. Intolerance is the absolute unwillingness to accept and endure any distraction, interference, obstruction, delay, no matter who or what the source. And this can lead to angry outbursts and very destructive behavior. So impatience is a key factor in what used to be known as a type A personality. And typically, these are highly competitive personalities, which is, uh, you know, a very young feature. It's a goal of dominance as well as impatience. And they're set up to be frustrated in their constant desire to achieve as much as possible now. And it used to be believed that all highly driven people were prone to coronary heart disease. But it is, it, it's really, in this day and age, it's thought that it's not the competitiveness or the striving that foster heart disease, but the level of hostility that causes it. And this could be from impatience or the mode of aggression that impatience generates. So how do we handle impatience? You know, uh, it's becoming conscious. Becoming conscious of how it operates and how it is dictating who we are. And you can begin by observing the persona in action. You know, uh, you have to ask yourself, do I exaggerate the importance or the urgency of my activities? Because if you do, if going to the grocery store is the most important event and you're getting in the way of going to the grocery store or headed to church or headed to somewhere that's important to you for that day, is it really as important as you're making it, or can you arrive a little bit slower or a little bit later? The other question is, do I see other people as either a help or a hindrance? That means we're very judgmental. 
And do I push and shove unhelpful others out of the way? Well, yeah. If you're that way, you're going to have that level of hostility in your life, which is not healthy. And then you have to dig a little deeper and you have to ask, why do I have to get everything done now? And why do I keep rushing to get to the next moment and the next activity? What am I afraid of? What do I fear would happen if I never got everything done and out of the way? You know, approaching the deepest level, you need outside help in a form of a counselor or a therapist or at least a friend. You know, where does the fear of missing out come from? How was I hurt? Can I let it go? You know, these are questions and insight that we have to get from ourselves, And that insight will remove the impatience. And by the time you reached uh, adulthood, the neutral pathways underlying our, 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 our chief uh, driving features of impatience may be very established in the brain. That means the, 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 the impatience is already established. But what we have to have if we're going to be impatient people is an antidote. And the antidote is, I'm not in charge. I'm not in control. I am a participant. And you have to understand, you may have a lead role, but you're still a participant. And so we have to humble ourselves to accept the fact that life is bigger than us. You know, uh, God is bigger than us. God has a direction that we have to take. And sometimes we have to slow down to be able to help other people. I know there's many times where I have to learn life lessons in the moment and I have to slow down and I have to understand I'm, I'm learning something here so that I'll be able to help someone down the road or help myself down the road. I have to slow down. When something is important to someone else and they're communicating that to you, you need to understand that you respect that. You need to understand you have to slow down too. You know, have, have you uh, if, have you ever wanted to give up on a, a paper or something you were writing for school or, or work? Or, or a project, and, and it was frustrating that all of a sudden these complications arose and you become overwhelmed and you just kind of step back and go, wow, I don't know if I can deal with this. Well, when that happens, that's what happens when we become impatient. Impatient people, when they're thrown barriers, have trouble focusing and concentrating and doing the hard things in life. And anything in hard in life makes your life easier. So accomplish lots of hard, but that means you cannot be impatient. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more about ingredients of impatience and how to handle it. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Get in 
inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Are you satisfied with your life? Do you know that more should be possible? Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the creators of Access, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here. Our program offers pragmatic tools to change things in your life that you haven't been able to change until now. What if all of life could come to you with ease, joy, and glory? Tune in to Access Consciousness Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, we're talking about the cost of impatience. And, um, you know, who hasn't been impatient? We have all been impatient. And we've all made rash decisions when impatience got the better of us. And we've left lines that were barely moving only to get into even slower lines. And we've taken the pizza out of the oven two minutes early because we just couldn't wait. And then we, uh, or, or we've blown off uh, or blown up a perfectly good relationship because we weren't sure it was going uh, very well. 
and couldn't stand the uncertainty. And so, you know, the cost of impatience or, or patience uh, can be different. And we're going to weigh both the cost of impatience and the cost of patience. Um, you know, there's a thing, though. You know, if we understand patience, be- impatience better, it'll give us more power to get it right more of the time. And, and uh, we have to kind of understand the laws that dictate impatience. And, and impatience is not the lack of patience. The word impatience is impatience, which is at its face means lack of patience. But patience seems to be a substantial thing, a specific mental process. And by contrast, impatience is thought to be nothing but a lack of patience. But this gets things backwards. Impatience, it turns out, is a very particular mental and physical process that gets triggered under specific circumstances and which motivates specific kinds of decisions of action. So patience is really the shadow term signifying a lack of impatience. A patient person simply wasn't triggered to impatience when others normally would have been, but they found a way to overcome the impatience that arise. And so what's important, and I don't mean to get caught up in the soup here, but what's important to understand is that we have to identify specific circumstances that drive impatience. And if we want to tackle impatience, that's where we've got to begin understanding how do I do something different? How do I think differently in those circumstances to where I can be open to a little more of life? You know, um, impatience is a very prime primal emotion. It drives a lot of primal behavior. And yet we as people want to be respected as people. We're not animals, but when we're impatient, we're animals. We're reacting from a very reptilian brain at that point, and that is an animal. And so, unfortunately, impatient people act like animals, and so they don't get the respect of being a person. People with patience oftentimes get respect because they appear to be well thought out. You know, impatience is triggered when we have a goal, once again, and realize it's going to cost us more than what we wanted to reach it. You know, and, and so when we have to pay a higher price for something that we thought we were going to pay a lower price for, we, we get very upset. And, and so we have to overcome and understand that all of life has its own process and we have to join it. We may not be able to just because we anticipated getting something on a certain day at a certain time, maybe another week or two waiting is going to have to happen. And so we have to weigh How am I going to get through this process? How am I going to deal with it? Well, how you're going to deal with it, if you're going to be healthy, is to understand that you have to be respectful of the process, especially when other people are involved. You know, it's like when a child is waiting for Christmas. They may not be impatient at first, but when they begin to realize that they can't stop thinking about Christmas, they grow impatient. And waiting for Christmas is costing them more than they thought it would in terms of their ability to pay attention to other things because Christmas is on their mind the whole time. And unfortunately, if they watch TV, if they listen to the radio, if they go to the grocery store, if they go to a store, if they drive, if they go anywhere, they're going to see opportunities to buy gifts and celebrate Christmas and that means good things are coming and the 25th becomes the only day in December that is important and that's sad because then they're not really enjoying life itself you know so if if we want to live without the anticipation of Christmas ahead of us at all times and leading up to it and all that process involved in that 
what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to leave behind the meaning of Christmas and what it really is and what it's all about. And so, you know, the deal is when we when we sit around anticipating, that means we don't have enough life in us. We're not really living, we're existing and we're waiting for that one day to come. Living that way is not living. Living for a vacation that's supposed to be coming in in 6 months, that's not living. That's coping. And so what we want to do is get really good at becoming alive in the moments that we're in. And then when we end up on vacation and when we end up at Christmas, that's even a greater moment in our life. And we can be fully available for that rather than doing what we predict we're going to be doing on that specific day or on that vacation. You know, a lot of people, if they're going to go on vacation, they're so impatient, they plan the whole thing. And what they do is they over plan it. And then what ends up happening is you're rushing through everything, trying to get to the next thing that you're going to do that you planned. And unfortunately, we don't enjoy the moments that we have planned on. And so, you know, people want to fill every minute of their life because they're so impatient. They just fill every minute. And unfortunately, not every minute is going to be uh, as as uh, as good as we anticipate. You know, uh, if you're stuck in traffic, you know, we start looking for the strategic lane changing opportunities and the alternate routes. And we start signaling to other drivers that we're growing impatient so they'll get out of the way. You know, and so we have to understand our behavior is not the best behavior in those moments. And and that is not the best part of who we are. And if we keep embellishing that negative part of who we are, it becomes who we are rather than who we really are. You know, impatience and indignation are, are, are very important and very potent. And, and, and if you, you know, are waiting in a line and you're impatient, and and if you weren't just impatient, you're you're almost indignant. The 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 clerk in in your line is going to probably look at you and go, "Wow, I don't even know if I want to deal with this customer." You know, indignation uh, means that we are above this moment. This is we are too good for this moment. Our time is too good for this moment. And that's what it communicates. And so someone that's anticipating that they're going to have to deal with this in the future or in a, in a future moment of indignation, that's hard. That's, that's stressful for them. And, and so we're in danger, in danger of making an irrational choice when we run into unexpected costs. And we, we think the extra costs are someone else's fault. And so we, we basically are going to fault, let's say, the clerk or the, or the person at the register for being too slow. Or we're going to uh, have a combination of impatience and indignation for the, the slow elderly person that's stumbling through their purse and the clerk who's tolerating that person and not moving that person along. And so we become like nasty people. And if even if we're having that dialogue inside of us and our persona doesn't allow us to communicate it, we still have to take the challenge on to, to take on our impatience because nothing is so important for you to have to become an animal when there is nothing to have to. You're not in a survival moment. You're not in a moment where you have to do primal instincts. You're creating a moment where you have to do primal instincts. And that takes you away from who you are. And believe me, people will remember those moments more than they'll ever remember your great moments. You know, uh, we can't turn back. We, we have to move on in life. And as we get older, we really have to understand that impatience doesn't fit. 
you know, uh, as we get older, our body doesn't respond the same way that it used to, that our processes are more dependent on other people. Our uh, points of view are more consultative and we are slower and we don't operate as quickly and we may be more efficient, but the deal is that, that as life moves on and as we age, we cannot afford to be impatient. We cannot afford to be angry old people. And so in life, the younger you learn how to not be impatient and accept life, the more your beauty comes out, the more your joy, the more your wisdom, the more your intelligence, the more you're safe, the more people look to you to be someone to spend time with. You know, impatience really costs us. And if a child has no bargaining leverage, they're going to have to just stew in their juices, you know. And so basically, they have to learn to bargain to get to what they want. And and bargaining can be uh, uh, half of what they're looking for or maybe having to wait for another day to get what they're looking for. But once as parents, if we're able to teach our children not to be impatient and able to take, help them understand that there are things that we have to wait for, there are we don't want to eat too much sugar. We don't want to dive into our day and, and eat a, you know, a whole sugary bowl of, of cereal and then go out in the day and blow up because we're full of energy. <laughs> you know, Knowledge gives you power, and that's very exciting. And, and what you think is who you are. And we can put our impatient energy to use when it's time to speed up things or change the course, which can be good. So, you know, once again, we, when we're impatient, we have to go into a process of asking ourselves, you know, what is my goal? What did I think was going to cost to get to this goal? What are the additional costs that I'm now aware of? And am I blaming others for these extra costs? And, and, and if you're, you're faith-based, you have to go, what is God trying to tell me? Why did this happen? Why it happened is because you have to learn. You're going to have to learn how to deal with this impatient thing. You know, if we're going to blame, you know, we have to ask ourselves, am I blaming other people for these extra costs? Is it really their fault? Is it worth taking on even more costs just to teach them a lesson? Or do I have too many options? Should I find a way to limit my exposure to new options? Are there ways to reduce the cost of reaching the goal? Is it time to abandon the goal? You know, knowledge is power. And knowing how impatience works give us, gives us a power to better strike the balance so that we can stay the course when it makes sense and change course when it makes sense. And that's a very important feature. Also, we have to understand that impatience can benefit us. It can teach us patience. It's very easy to be patient with people that don't test our patience. That's not the real test. The real test is when we feel impatient, rise up in our blood and envelop us. In those moments, whatever is transpiring is, is, is basically your teacher. And these are the opportunities to build the habit of patience. As obvious as it may sound, you're feeling impatient because you haven't mastered patience yet. So we tend to excuse our impatience, blaming other people, you know, uh, uh exonerating our negative reaction to the process and this is called self-serving bias the tendency to attribute our successes and good behavior to our innate self you know our abilities and tendency to outsource our failures and bad behaviors to external factors is an excuse we have to learn to take responsibility for how we react no one makes you feel anything you choose to feel So I'm not responsible for how you feel. You're responsible for how you feel. That's how people, if you can take responsibility for your feelings, 
then you can take charge of your feelings. You know, impatience can be a motivator. It, it's and an inspiration. Uh, it, 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 it can have two sides of the coins. Without a little impatience, we never, may never start. You know, and inspiration spawns the desire and impatience gets you acting on that desire. And you might say it's the opposite of complacency. If you find yourself generally impatient, it might be a signal that you've untapped creative energy bubbling inside of you and release it and put it to use. And impatience can be the good thing that gets that going. But if you make impatience be who you are, that's where you're going to have a lot of forced outcomes that are not appropriate for who you are. You know, impatience is, is, if you look at it, it can be considered coded information. It's trying to tell you something. And uh, if you've scheduled a meeting for a bad time and the meeting commences and you're jumping out of your skin because you have more important things to attend to, you know, your impatience is telling you to be conscious and protective of your time. It means learn from this. Don't do it again. Learn from it. You know, expectations can often lead to a lot of negative emotion, but impatience is the big one. You want someone or something to behave a certain way, and when they don't, and and it doesn't, uh, you realize that you're not in control, all of a sudden impatience starts to slither its way through your brain. And the information it's imparting is that you may need to adjust your expectations. You know, we need to keep ourselves in check so we don't run crazy and alienate ourselves from life, which is what a lot of impatience do. So self-awareness is key, and it is the ingredient that goes with everything in life. Watch your mind and stay alert regarding your behavior. Examine why certain situations make you impatient other than others, and start to examine each time those, those things. Put them down on paper and examine why does this make me so impatient, and how can I manage it better? All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about different situations that cause impatience and then how to, once again, deal and heal from impatience. Come back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. We all experience grief and loss. It's not something most people like to talk about, but these topics do need to be discussed. On Let's Talk About Grief, host Addie Anderson speaks to both professionals and individuals about grief, death, and personal loss. You'll hear the important topics, the personal and professional outlooks, and learn how to prepare yourself and loved ones when the need arises. Listen Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. 
Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. We all have the inner ability to use the gifts within ourselves to serve ourselves, our families, loved ones, and our communities. Once you have discovered these gifts and talents, you can promote harmony, peace, and hope. To find out how to harness your own gifts and talents, tune in to Get Ready. Get ready for your breakthrough with host Felicia A. Hill, live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen and share with others. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about the cost of impatience. And uh, I'm going to kind of go into some scenarios that will trigger, maybe trigger your ideas of, of when you, you become impatient. Uh, one of the big ones for me is waiting at the doctor's office. I mean, you make an appointment weeks ago. You do everything right, and now you're sitting in some weird chair with this old artwork all over your place, and you're you're looking at other people who are uh, in other situations in life, and you basically are all sitting around staring at each other, reading magazines, or mostly staring at your phone. Um, and basically, you're waiting on this doctor who you made an appointment, and they didn't respect your time. And that can be a very difficult. And, and uh, to, to maintain your patience during that time, you have to recognize this is going to be one of those moments that I need to be better in control of how I feel. You know, the others, uh, the most obvious is calling a service provider that has this long voicemail tree that you have to make your way through. And you have to listen to all this irrelevant stuff to get to where you want to go. And then you end up getting hung up on. And it can be 5, 10, 20, 30-minute process, even more than that. And that, and you, you know that you need to make the call because at the end of it, you need to maybe change your bill or maybe you need to make a payment or maybe you need to do something. But that provider 
is holding you up. And if you don't make time to go, okay, this could take about 20 minutes, this could take about 30 minutes, so I need to plan on that, you're going to become very irritable and the person that finally gets on the line is going to have a hard time helping you. You know, going to the mall with your friends when you have no money and no plans to buy anything, that can be very difficult because all of a sudden uh, other people are doing their thing, they're having a good time, and you're basically along for the ride. So you're not living your life, you're living their life, watching them enjoy them life, spend money, eat, do things, and you're just kind of there going, I can't do anything. And so that is very uh, disempowering. It, it takes away from who we are. You know, uh, uh, another thing could be just simply sitting around in a movie theater until a movie starts. That can be very impatient because you go through all these trailers that you have to go through before you ever get to the movie. And if you've been anticipating the movie for a long time, all you want to watch is the movie. You don't want to watch all these trailers. And so, you know, impatient people are used to having television where they can record their shows and then cut out all the commercials and cut out all the garbage and just get to the content, which movies don't work that way. At a movie theater, we're on their time and we have to operate by their rules and we have to follow through their process. And that can be fun. That can be frustrating. Also, uh, another place, especially for, for me, is going to concerts or events because um, I don't like to be in huge crowds, but um, going to concerts and events and they say the show's going to start at 8, but actually it's a, it's a, another band that starts at 8 and your band comes on at 10 and then you get out at 12 and you're like, uh, I wanted to see my band at 8 so I could get out at 10 and go to work next day. I mean, that can be a very, take all the fun out of it. And so, um, you know, if... Um, you're waiting on that band to show and then they don't show they don't end up playing some of the songs that you wanted to hear that can be kind of frustrating but we have to control ourselves and try to enjoy the events as they are you know it, oh another is busy restaurants busy restaurants let's say on a sunday or on a saturday or on a day that that we didn't expect them to be busy that can be so frustrating because we built up this taste of i'm going to i'm going to eat this i'm going to have this great food and all of a sudden there's 50 people in front of us and a, an hour long wait and we're there thinking we're going to get instantly gratified and that can be a very frustrating experience for some people another thing is uh, texting people who sucked at texting. You know, if we're waiting for a response to someone, we, te we text them, and it's a very important topic to us, and they're just sitting there on it, and they don't text us back, and they don't text us back. Well, you know, you might want to think they're busy. But if they suck at texting, they suck at texting. But you can't force them to be better at it. So you have to look at the person you're communicating and not expect so much of them. And... Um, you know, emailing. Emailing can be a very uh, difficult place, too, because some people are going to take what you have to say in one way and another way. And so you can come across uh, very much not like you're feeling or not like you wanted to come across just by the words you're using. Oftentimes, impatient people are going to find themselves typing things that they really didn't need to type. And if they thought about it for a little bit of time, instead of jumping on the first emotional impulse to email something that they had to get out of their system, they're going to find that uh, they've, they've caused a lot of damage. You know, waiting, waiting for, uh, you know, your clothes. If you've ordered some new clothes and you haven't got them and you really want them and they're really exciting stuff, you know, that can be a very frustrating situation. Uh, or waiting in lines to get parking passes and keys and IDs. That can be, oh, waiting at the DMV 
can be another situation that's very difficult. Uh, waiting in traffic, waiting in traffic, period. That is a huge thing. Or, you know, th- what drives me nuts is standing in a coffee line for, you know, in, at, at 8 a.m. in the morning with 8,000 people doing the same thing. Uh, that can be very difficult. Also, uh, flight delays or cancellations. That is that is so frustrating. It's beyond belief. But another one, the biggest one, is people that don't follow through with their commitments. That is a huge one. And if you're impatient with people that don't follow through with the commitments, instead of judging them, it's kind of like you need to think about how to communicate with them. How did you decide to be to not do this or what was it that got in the way that made you you want to challenge their process don't challenge their outcomes and so you know it's really good to understand how am I going to heal from this impatience and so you know we're becoming so so impatient in this life because we so we get so many of our needs uh, uh, met it's damaging our relationships and our health and so most people just try to suppress it and they stuff impatience into their their garbage with other emotions that they don't want to show. And eventually that thing overflows and then the impatience bubble up, your breath quickens, your heart and blood pressure rise, your face flushes, your, your thoughts narrow and you, you feel a jolt of self-protection. And your reaction may range from disrespectful to cynical and, or an outburst of anger. So first of all, you really want to familiarize yourself with how impatience feels. Do you feel it in your stomach, your shoulders, your chest, your sweaty palms, or somewhere else? You know, as soon as you note this biological occurrence, you shift activity from the limbic system to the prefrontal cortex, which not only decreases the intensity of your action, which means we're using thought instead of emotion, But now we can think through how to handle the situation, and you must name the feeling to gain power over it. So if it's anger, if it's frustration, whatever it is, name it. Name it and then talk to yourself about it. Notice what triggers it. If you track your emotional states during the day, you can better define parts of the day and behaviors that trigger your impatience. And and you use this inventory to help you monitor your emotions and your moods. And if you do this over two to three weeks, this will help you develop what's called self-awareness. And now we're getting back to who we really are. So we want to look for patterns. You, You might find that you're more vulnerable in specific situations or time periods. This awareness can help you prepare for difficult conversations or better manage your schedule based on your energy and your emotional needs. You also want to choose another emotion to shift to. What would you rather feel instead of impatience? Do you want to feel calm? Do you want to feel compassionate or curious? Before you go to the conversation, pick your keyword. When you notice your impatience is is coming up, think of your keyword and breathe it into your body to help you shift your emotions to that state. You know, when fear enters, faith leaves. When faith enters, fear leaves. Faith is the past the, the the path to trust and to peace. Faith is a life-based emotion. And if we choose to have faith instead of focus on fear-based projections, we're gonna have a lot better and a lot more stable mood. You also want to look for patterns. You might feel uh you know, looking for, for uh, once again, looking for the pattern of specific situations or time periods. But the other thing is, once you've succeeded 
once you've overcome those those negative events, what you want to do is is celebrate that each day the brain needs evidence of success before it will work with you to change your habits. Instead of beating yourself up for mistakes, notice when you decrease your impatience and explain your needs as well. Find a meaningful way to celebrate your wins so your brain seeks the reward and supports your growth. And you want to also communicate to other people what works best for you because they all, they all experience impatience. You know, so what we want to do is we want to take an adult time out. We want to be patient with our impatience. We want to know when you should be impatient. And then we want to look at our future self our, and then our present self. Who do we want to be in the future? Is it this impatient person? If it's not, then we want to make our present self into our future self. And that's where we need to focus. If we only focus on our present self, the negative that's inside of us, that horrible, horrible impatience, that that uh, that indignation that happens that we're better than everyone else we have to become that patient person that we really want to be you know it can run so deeply that that uh, we become impulse shoppers and we buy things that we don't need because we don't think things through we just try to meet that impatient need immediately the other thing if we want to calm down impatience is to practice empathy and what is empathy I understand. I, I feel. I hear what you're saying. I get it. Doesn't mean we agree. It doesn't mean we've been them in their scenario. But we want to have empathy, and that also includes empathy for ourselves. You know, if you're an empathetic person, you're going to take time with people. You're not going to just rush your scenarios into the, what you want them to be. You have to join people at where they're at, and that means you may have to move your energy down to where they are in order for you to meet your goals in communicating with these people. But the other thing is to, to, to really handle your impatience, you need to be clear about what is causing it. And that, once again, means you pinpoint those root cause, and that's where you do your deep dive on yourself. So... Um, if you believe, you know, uh, in all these things like instant messaging and jumping out of line, uh, being upset because the traffic is too slow, uh, your food's not served quick enough, you know, uh, your your phone, you're not getting responses from people, advertising is wasting your time. That means you're an impatient person. Any anything you that is not fast for you is 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 upsetting. That is an impatient person. Uh, sitting through a lecture is very hard for you. Then that's an impatient person. So we want to recognize that this is a big, 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 big deal. You know, it, it's also from a, a Christian perspective. Impatience is a form of unbelief. It's what we begin to feel when we start to doubt the wisdom of God's timing or goodness of the guidance. If God is slowing us down, we need to listen. You know, the the, the road to success is muddy. It has lots of barriers to it. It goes at its own pace, especially when other people are involved or other things. And, and we have to accept that we're learning. We're learning. So that means we enjoy the process of life rather than outcomes. Impatient people want outcomes all the time. And so, you know, by your patience, you'll, you will gain your life back. And that is in Luke 21, 19. I mean, that is a big, big thing. 
And patience is the will of God, and we have to go for that. All right, that's our show. Next week is the mean, when life is tough, what are we going to do? I'd like to thank everyone for listening. I'd love to hear from you, drgbmft at sbcglobal.net or my website, drgbmft.com. I'm currently scheduling speaking and teaching engagements and conducting intensive coaching for marriage, pre-marriage, individuals in person or over Skype. So you can always contact me at www.drgbmft.com. You know, you got to remember, you must be patient with your impatience. But here's the big thing. Before you marry someone, ask yourself, is this the person you want to watch staring at their phone the rest of your life? Thanks for listening. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 